Welcome to Transform with Dr. Maggie Yu, the show about how to become a pilot and not a passenger in your health and in your life. Hey, everybody. We're here today. We're going to be interviewing Gabe. And Gabe has been dealing with autoimmune hepatitis, Hashimoto's, and over 20 years of IBS and colitis. And we're going to be talking about how this remarkable young woman was able to turn this around in a very short period of time over the past year. And uh, I'm Dr. Maggie Yu, and I am an integrative physician and MD. And I focus our podcasts around health topics with people who've transformed their lives or the lives of others. And, And what I like to do today is welcome, Gabe. And welcome, Gabe. Hi, thank you. I'd love for you to actually introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about you, first of all, and then we'll go into what life was like before you actually transformed this around. So let's start with, who are you? Tell us about you, Gabe. Sure. So I'm married. I'm a mom. I have two kids that um, are pretty young. And profession-wise, I'm a social worker. And at the time that I was in the program, I was in what I like to call the tundra. I was in the Northeast. And yeah, and so I I do have autoimmune hepatitis, and that was diagnosed just before I entered the program. And then a few years before that, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which I think I had for a long time before it was diagnosed. And then Mm -hmm. over 20 years of stomach issues that the diagnosis always ranged or um, went back and forth between IBS and colitis because it didn't fit into that neat little box of you know, diagnosis criteria, but regardless, I never really had a successful treatment for it. So how old are you, Gabe? I am 37. And how many children do you have? I have two. And what are their ages? Because I remember one was a tiny one. Yeah. So at the time, my son was two and my daughter was four. Okay. And you bring up a really uh, big topic here around autoimmune disease. And it's something we talk about a lot. You First of all, you refer to our program. So what I want to do is just tell everybody that we do have an eight-week online program called Transform Autoimmune Disease Naturally. And you can go to our website, uh, drmaggie.com, if you want to learn more about it. This is really looking at the journey and your remarkable recovery out of this. So let's back up a little bit in diagnosis hell. So many people with autoimmune disease are sitting in this uh, camp that you had for over 20 plus years of not neatly falling into any particular diagnosis, okay? So I want to understand, what was your journey like with trying to get diagnosed? (laughs) Yeah, so it started when I was a teenager and, you know, going to GIs, I saw two or three or four maybe in Georgia throughout the time. And then um, another two in New York, one in Japan, one in Israel. So over the course of that period of time, just trying to, you know, get some help, get some answers and just being kind of poo-pooed and minimized. Well, you've been dealing with your symptoms for this long. So I guess it's not really a big deal. (laughs) Um, You know, we don't have to do with you. Yep. So this is something I want to talk about is that a lot of people out in our audience are not aware that we all have what's called biases. And as doctors, we actually have what I call professional biases, blind spots, assumptions we make in certain types of patterns that we see based on very little information. So I can tell you that as my, you know, I'm 21 years in practice as an MD and the first 10 years as a family physician was, there was a lot, what I my our worst we all we always said this was we always rolled our eyes because there was a professional bias around women that come in with fatigue okay and 
the problem was most of the time in hindsight, now I realize that there was a lot of autoimmune disease that we weren't, we are not able to diagnose. But women with fatigue tended to come in with a lot of other symptoms that us as MDs, we can't right away say, this is your diagnosis. So it's different than you coming in with a mole and I'm like, oh, that's melanoma or that's something else. That's that's like a five second diagnosis. So we're biased to actually treat those really quickly. We know what that is. We know what to do with it. In the case of autoimmune disease, where someone comes in with 20 symptoms like you do, there's an immediately a bias of we can't put you into a box clearly that we can fix with a Band-Aid quickly. Therefore, you're in what I call the zebra box, which is we don't know what to do with you. And you mentioned that it, you felt like you were being poo-pooed and diminished. And I wanted to go a little bit deeper on that. How many years did this go on and what did that look like going to the doctor's office? Yeah, it, it was over 20 years and it looked like four colonoscopies and, you know, an endoscopy, a bare ham enema, um, MRI, different medications that I tried. And finally, it got to the point where they just said, well, you know, we can put you in a biologic. And I was going, well, I don't really feel like I want something that strong when you can't give me a definitive diagnosis, you know, I don't know, I want to go down that path. And I am just kind of muddling around along. So I guess I'll just continue to muddle. So I I became more and more frustrated because it felt like a tertiary approach instead of any kind of prevention or figuring out, you know, what the root cause of the problem was and therefore solving it. but that's a major issue is, is that there, I think people in the audience aren't aware that MDs, I mean, I trained at UCLA and, you know, even one of the best medical schools in the country, the standard of training for physicians is not a root cause approach to chronic disease. It literally right. is what can we do to treat each symptom? What can we throw on each symptom in the quickest, shortest period of time to get you out of the office? Right, right. And so with that comes... Um, waves of feeling, you know, empowered and excited to try and keep figuring this out versus just your uh, motivation to keep going back to the doctor to being told and feeling like you're diminished and just making a big deal out of nothing when I was having diarrhea at least six times a day, you know, for over 20 years and nobody could tell me why or really seem to care once I wasn't responding to their approach, you know. And well, were you aware, I mean, now you are, but when you were going through that 20 year process of six times of diarrhea every single day for the 20 years, I mean, think about how limiting and restrictive that is on your life. But were you aware that when you actually go in to see a conventionally regularly trained medical doctor, MD, that their only offers is either a, they only are the offering two tools, either medication or a procedure slash surgery. Okay. So that's really their only offer. They don't have any other offers to offer you with the best training in the world. Were you aware of that limitation for those 20 years that they were the only peddling those two tools? That's all they know. I mean, when you say it like that, yes, but no, not not at that time. Yeah, because you thought I'm supposed to go see the doctor, right? They're supposed to give the answers, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they're the expert. So... You know, well, if they can't figure it out, then how am I going to figure it out? So. Well, that's really a great topic, which is if they can't figure out, how are you going to figure it out? And I think what's lacking in this country is actually a education for patients to learn how to advocate for themselves. Right. right. They don't and, have and a bad is. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You have to be your own advocate. Well, that's what um, you learn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's back up a bit, which is like what I mean, you finished. We have an eight week online program that teaches people how to transform their autoimmune disease. 
right? So you graduated in April. So this is nine months out. So of course, people are going to want to know what, what was the process like or your outcomes, but also where you're now, is this sustainable? So I want to ask you, what were your outcomes at the end of the program in April? When you finished the program, what were some of the outcomes that you saw just during those short eight weeks? Right. So in terms of my stomach, it was not completely healed, but I was seeing a lot of progress. Um, I did a candida protocol, which included a diet and herbs. I was also having a lot of fatigue when I started the program and drinking three cups of coffee in the morning and then two cups of black tea in the afternoon just to kind of keep at a zombie level. Of I remember that. It was yeah. the zombie method of staying alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was down to one cup of coffee, which I'm still there. Yeah. And, you know, no, nothing in the afternoons. And my fatigue was a lot better. It still is. I, I don't have it. And I had a lot of brain fog when I started the program to the point where I had somebody helping around the house and we were trying to figure out how much I owed them and I couldn't do simple math. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm in my late 30s and I can't even add these two numbers together because my brain fog is so bad. Um, and that had cleared up immensely. Were you working at that time? No, no I don't think I could have worked, honestly, as much as I would have liked to, I don't think I, I would have been able to do that because I just could not yeah. think clearly. It was like this fog and I was just trying to swim through it. And, you know, but that's, that was a lot better when I ended and it's even more improved now. I am working and managing that just fine. Um, okay. So at the end of the program, you felt like gut was starting to improve and Mm -hmm. fatigue was a lot better. Went from six cups of caffeinated stuff to one cup a day. And brain fog, which was debilitating for you, not allowing you to even work, was getting a lot better um, Mm -hmm. at that time. Okay. Mm -hmm. That, you know, when you're looking at people with diagnosis of autoimmune hepatitis, Hashimoto's, IBS for 20 years, it sounds like it's a miracle that in eight weeks that that was even possible. I mean... It sounds like it and, and it could feel like that, but it wasn't a miracle. It was just all the components of the program being applied were what helped me to get better and to heal and to understand what I needed to address. So things like adrenals and how they were functioning and my thyroid, managing blood sugar, food intolerances. And for me, we didn't really delve into hormones because at the time I was taking the pill for birth control. but and that would have skewed those results. But those other components, you know, then the underlying infection of candida, resolving those things and getting them back on track and having some data to draw on, um, I think really is what the miracle was, which, you know, when you think of miracle, you think of an unworldly phenomenon and, and it wasn't, it was just data. So, so it was just data. Uh, so that's really important I, to me. Like a lot of people have asked me, like, Maggie, why don't, you know, Dr. Maggie, why don't you write a book? Why don't you just put your protocol out there? And to me, it's like, I mean, it's such a, how each person, even though the patterns are the same in all autoimmune disease, what the data reveals for each person and the education as a result of what the data is telling you is so different. That journey is actually very different for each person. Right. And it's very personalized. And and mine wasn't done in April. You know, I still had to do some work on my stomach and I sought out another functional doctor after we moved and went on uh, low-dose naltrexone, and that really helped with inflammation. Um, right. And that was something that we talked about in the program. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and something I followed up on, so that was a good thing. And with that, when I was in the program, my liver numbers were elevated, 
um, because of the autoimmune hepatitis. And I came off the prednisone. I am on Celsept um, for that. But after I came off the prednisone, they were still elevated and in the 60s and then was off it, you know, for a good three weeks, had it retested, still in the 60s, went on the LDN, was on it for about a month, and my numbers dropped to the teens. Mm-hmm. So and, It's really amazing yeah. the, the power of low-dose nortrexone, yet people in autoimmune disease world, conventional doctors really don't do, know anything about it. They don't really oh, yeah. And um, that's why I love teaching people about all these other tools was that that has a profound effect on your numbers, right? And how you were feeling. And yet it's something that your regular, your liver doctor, um, most of them, you know, you think you're going to see the specialist, the liver specialist for your autoimmune hepatitis, but some of them, most of them don't even know anything about low-dose naltrexone. Oh yeah, he was like, why would you want to take that and just not stick with the standard therapy? Well, (laughs) if it's going to help, why wouldn't I want to take that, you know? And then well, the numbers did the talking, so. The numbers did the talking. And have you read the side effect profile of low-dose nortrexone versus all the drugs he was telling you to go on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, far better. I mean, I didn't really have insomnia, which it can be a side effect. And then I did have some vivid dreams, but they went away. And, you know, that's not a huge side effect compared to the profile and other medications. So, yeah. So here's something I want to talk about what, when you're going through the, our program, like what was it, why is it different than going to see a functional doctor or finding another doctor or going to Mayo Clinic? How is being on an online program the way that you did with us? How was it a different experience? And then we're going to talk about why those pieces created these different outcomes that look like a miracle. How is working with us totally different than um, working with another doctor in a clinic? First of all, this program, and and when I decided to turn to functional medicine and did some research on different programs out there, I felt like this one was incorporating many different aspects that I was seeing in other programs, but none of them were tying them all together. So I like that about this program. And then the support from the community is immense. You know, you're seeing these people in their homes or work, wherever they're calling in from. And you're building a relationship with them and having their support. And they understand, you know, certainly what it's like to have doctors dismiss you or to feel like it's frustrating being your own advocate. But that also then helps with the mindset piece, which is so important with with all of this. Sorry, my little one just woke up. Go it's fine. Go see daddy. Um, I can so, Yeah. We just had real life happen and uh, <laughs> and somebody woke up. But you were saying that um, the community was really important in your outcomes. So you're going through the program with real people who, like I would say, are also there to kick ass, take names and chew bubble gum. Right, right. And, and so and with that mindset, they keep you focused and energized and empowered. You mentioned mindset and a lot. That's a word is very overused. So I want to ask. Specifically, what do you think was how changed the way? So when we do things like food intolerance testing and you find out you can't have things that maybe you were normally eating on a daily basis, you know, there's two paths. You could certainly be grieving that and feeling like a victim and, oh, I can't have this either and I'm losing this too. Or as was the approach in this group, like, isn't it great that you know that now and you can avoid it and look at all these wonderful other things that you can and so having that positivity 
is really important when you're figuring out all these aspects and how to handle your health. Because it, it can be a negative road when you have autoimmune disease and it can feel very you can feel like a victim, you can feel very misunderstood and not empowered and just kind of like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop and nobody understands what you're going through, including your doctors. And so when you have a community of people that are supporting you and helping you reframe in a positive manner and getting to see, you know, have all these other things that I can be and have gratitude for. And then that helps you move forward and make your gains. And, you know, you have people you can celebrate your wins with, no matter how big or how small, which then just increases that momentum to be able to have more wins and achieve your goals. And, and you're genuinely feeling happy for everybody else when they're achieving theirs. Well, you didn't. And here's the thing is we talk to a lot of people and a lot of people with chronic disease or autoimmune disease don't necessarily go into our program or any program thinking, I need mindset work. I need to change the way I think. They don't realize it's actually the most powerful piece to them getting new outcomes. It is because this is, it's not an eight week and you're done. You know, this is an ongoing course, so to speak, that you have to stay on and maintain throughout your life. And so you can just do the physical piece, but if your emotional health and your mental health are not on board and in a good mindset, then you're not going to be able to maintain that physical part. You have to have all three things on board and interlocking because they're all connected in order to achieve the goals that you want and be able to manage your autoimmune disease effectively. Right. So here's something I'm, I like the example that you gave about food intolerance because so here's the thing. A lot of people dealing with autoimmune disease think that they just need to get on another elimination diet. And I'm going to take a lot of heat for this, but you and I know that elimination diets for the vast majority of people with chronic disease doesn't yield long-term results and in fact can be harmful. Mm-hmm. And so that is why we use data. And that's why for you said, well, what's different about this program is data. Well, to me, I think it's crazy that you've had IBS for 20 years and no one actually tested you with a highly valid tests and taught you what to do with the data so that you knew with 100% certainty which foods were causing and not causing your autoimmune attack. Right. No, they certainly didn't. And I think that a lot of us with autoimmune disease would say, isn't it crazy that our doctors didn't do X, Y, Z, you know, that they told me that I, I, this didn't happen to me, but to other people that, you know, nodules are normal on your thyroid or whatever have you. But yeah, in my case, that testing was not done or I didn't even know about it until I went in the program. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, for me, though, is that you said, well, you know, when you have the data, you know, then it's helpful and it helps you know which foods to remove. But I and you said that that it was helpful, like you have a choice, right, when you have the data. But the, to me, here's the thing. OK, the d- big difference is, is that if I'm just a doctor, a regular functional doctor, which is what their protocol is, is just put you on an, el- an elimination diet. OK, which eliminates about 30, 40 percent of the food on the planet. And you're dealing with a population who's very nutrient depleted already. So then that could actually cause you to actually get more sick, which is what I see a lot of times, right? I love the fact that I was like, you need to rhyme and reason. Why don't you get testing done so you get the data, number one. So then you base your decision on what you remove on data. And then you add back all the other stuff that you've been afraid of, right? And what was cool was that when you actually, and then once you remove the foods and you start to feel better, we say there's actually a logical way to reintroduce some of these 
to test it so you can get real data from your body to know, is this really a problem or not? Right. Which is what I'm doing right now with goat cheese. So. (laughs) (laughs) And so when you actually was adding stuff back in and it says, oh, that was bad. Then you were like, wow. I, and I would celebrate that because I say, now, you know, with 100% certainty that this is triggering your autoimmune attack. How freeing is that? Very freeing. And that burden, that relief is off your shoulders. When I was in the program, it looked like I may have a possible diagnosis of EOE, which I will let you say the full name because I can't remember what it is, but um, it's an awful, but basically it, it was discovered during endoscopy. I didn't have any symptoms or anything like that. And then I got back my food tolerance and tolerance results and bananas. It's one of the things that was on it. And I was having a banana every day for the potassium. Right. Like, oh my. Yeah. I was like, if this test hadn't been done... I would still be eating bananas and wondering why I had EOE. (laughs) Well, EOE is basically when they do a biopsy of your intestines, they see that there's a lot of what's called eosinophils. And eosinophils are allergy cells that really gather around your gut cells because they're, you're basically triggering allergy like crazy. And the eosinophils, which is your allergic response cells, can overall cause inflammation in your gut, swelling, pain, diarrhea, even bleeding, right? So for me, like we're great at using a procedure to diagnose you and say, hey, you may have EOE. But for me, that doesn't change the underlying cause or address it. Because once they diagnose it, there was no, what is their solution for that? It's certainly not food. Change change what's causing the allergy cells to come to your gut. Mm -hmm. That would make logical Mm -hmm. sense. But no, it's just medicine. Here's your medicine. That's the Mm -hmm. only offer, guys. They can do a colonoscopy. They can offer you medication. And I love the fact that we're able to say, hey, Gabe, we know what's causing this now. Right. And what's cool about that is, is that I'm willing to bet you if you were ever scoped again next six months to a year. I don't know if you have been or have you had a scope since? I haven't. Um, I, I do plan to do one, but I haven't done it yet. It'll be really interesting to see where the, where are all the eosinophils now. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, oh my God, it's a miracle. She got cured of EO, you know, whatever. And, you know, and it's like, no, there's really a way to identify what's causing this problem. So she may never have to even get that diagnosis. Right. There ha- doesn't have to be permanent damage from this diagnosis if you can remove the cause. Mm-hmm. Right. Great. So I want to ask, where are you now? I mean, this is nine months out. Everybody wants to know, does the process continue? How is the process process afterwards? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I did see another functional doctor and I did get an LDN. And so that helped not just with my liver numbers, but with my stomach. So I I did see some improvement after the candida diet and the herbs were done. And then with the LDN, I saw a lot of improvement. And then I went on vacation and really decreased my stress and noticed that my stomach really did well. So that was a good aha moment that that's another thing that I need to continue to work on is just stress level. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's something that in the future I'll be, and and now of course, um, monitoring and, and doing things too get that down. But brain fog is still not there. Fatigue isn't there anymore. Energy so brain fog is gone. Energy is up. You're working now. I'm working now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in a position that, as I said in the interview, would be an opportunity for growth, which means that I haven't done a lot of the things that I'm doing. So I have to be able to think straight in order to do them, you know? Right. 
and things are going well with, you know, managing a move and then adjusting to a new place and having two kids and being able to keep up with them and Mm -hmm. extracurricular activities and school and that sort of thing. So life is good. And my stomach is a lot better. You know, I'm not having Especially after pinpointing the LDN and the stress, I'm not having um, the diarrhea. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Wow. Liver numbers no are good. Six times a day, right? Yeah. No, that, that, that's a thing of the past. You not know, even once a day. Good. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, did you think it was possible? Because 11 months ago was when you joined the program. Mm-hmm. Did you think that like close to a year later that you, you and I would be having this conversation and you would be where you're at today? What did you even think this was possible a year ago? Honestly, no. And when I joined the program, I was skeptical and I knew I that, that I was feeling, yeah, yeah. You could have smelled me snake oil at that point. And I was so desperate to figure out a way to avoid having new diagnosis or symptoms pop up that I probably would have bought it. But because I was just feeling very vulnerable, but it was a great decision. And obviously things have really turned around. Um, I don't have any new diagnoses or symptoms. So yeah. that's awesome. Um, and I, I don't think that I will because I'm using all of the key elements of your program. And I'm able to recheck my data because you know how I have to. access. Yeah, I know how. <laughs> um, and I know how to get tests done if my doctors don't want to order them. You know, I, I don't need them. I taught you yeah. how. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the other thing was a lot of people, money always comes into health decisions, it seems. People say you can't put a price on health, but people put a price on their health every single day. Right. And so I have a question for you, which is I look at every investment dollar I spend on anything. I look at what is the return on your investment? Okay, you have to. I mean, you said you were a skeptic. You, you know, as much as you were desperate, you were a skeptic. You were like, I don't even know if this is going to work. You you weren't even sure, right? Now, a year later, I want to ask you, what was the return on this investment that you invested in yourself with? Was it worth it? What was this worth? Well, I would say it would be worth my life, right? And certainly my ability to be there for my kids, which was the driving force and for my husband, of course. And it was absolutely worth it. It was worth the every penny. It's a hard investment to invest in yourself because you're so used to, at least in my case, and I think a lot of us with autoimmune disease, we're so used to taking care of everything else in front of us, which is probably, probably the reason why you're um, sick. Yeah, we're sick. Exactly. Not the full reason, of course, but part of it. And I know that my mindset change happened last January when a friend of mine, Hashimoto's, was encouraging me to go gluten-free. And Mm -hmm. I heard myself say, well, you know, when I was nursing my daughter and she needed me to change my diet, you know, I could do it then, but I don't think I could do it for me. And I had this like, (laughs) wait a minute, what did I just say? Like, of course I should be able to do this for myself. Right. That's basically what I said. Yeah. Yeah. I said, she's worth more than me, which of course she's worth a lot, but I can't take care of her if I'm not taking care of me. And so. Do you really believe that now? Because I can tell you 99% of population listening to this podcast right now don't even, I mean, they may say the words, but they don't think they're worth investing in themselves. And you just actually fessed up to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think it wasn't clear. I didn't have that clarity of where my self-worth was. And so I heard myself say that and it just kind of knocked me on my back. And, 
you know, the next day I stopped eating gluten and I've been gluten free for a year since then. Mm-hmm. And then when that testing came back, I dropped the milk, you know, I already knew soy was a problem. So, yeah. and it, it's not hard for me to stick to it. You know, there were times yeah, in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that was the question I had was a lot of people are like, is what is the return on the investment worth it? And I, I'll even look at this right now. You were not working a year ago. And right, right, right. now you are working up. Are you working part-time or full-time? I'm working part-time. And this but- is, this is your passion. You mm-hmm. love your work. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like you are able to, as a result of your health improving, you're able to go back to your job and actually generate income and support your family in a way you were unable to a year ago. Right. Absolutely. People don't and believe this can happen. Take better care of my family than when I wasn't working because I was so fatigued and having such brain fog, which then made me feel irritable because I was so fatigued. So, you know, just doing the simplest things because of the fatigue, it just took 10 times or 100 times more energy than it would take me now and just motivation to get up and do it because I was so tired. And now, yeah. you know, I'm not having these issues. So I'm able to better take care of myself and everybody else. So what I'm hearing is you did it in a moment where you realized that you needed to do something for yourself, but actually in hindsight, you realized that this is probably the most you could have done for your family. Right, right, absolutely. The outcome was you actually are able to be with them, help them, care for them 10 times better than you laying on the couch every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, I love this. Well, Gabe, thank you so much for sharing your story. And you know, a lot of people think that autoimmune hepatitis is a death sentence. Right. I did when I was first diagnosed, of course. I remember that. Mm -hmm. You talked as if you were going to (laughs) die. Yeah. Well, it's it's pretty scary, especially because it is so rare. It is scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I I had another test of a positive AMA, which is an antibody that's correlated with PPC, which is another autoimmune liver disease. So in my mind and what I was being told by the physicians was, well, we'll just watch it. And then, you know, watch it when watch it, it develops. What the hell does watching? Well, you yeah. know, what? I find it so ironic. What the hell does watching it mean? What's well, oh, that tertiary approach again, right? Let's wait till you really get a diagnosis and then we'll throw a drug at you or a procedure mm-hmm. at you. That's what mm-hmm. they're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I say, and you know, I say this, which is you're like, I'm like, you are not going to get another autoimmune disease like that. Right. It's not on your watch and not on mine, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's preventable. You don't have to be a sitting duck waiting for another, yet another and another diagnosis. Right. And that's what I was terrified of. And so, and I'm not terrified anymore. I feel like mm-hmm. I have the tools to prevent anything and, and I'm feeling empowered as well that I'm in charge now of my life and my health. I'm not going to have to run around. So specialist after specialist, that's not going to be able to give me, look at me as a full person because they don't look at your whole body or be able to give me the tools to prevent anything else from popping up. So Gabe, because autoimmune hepatitis is so rare, there's very few people that actually speak out about it. So the interview that you're doing right now is actually, you're becoming a huge advocate and inspiration for the small community of people with autoimmune hepatitis. But I will tell you right now, nothing about autoimmune hepatitis or any autoimmune disease scares me because the issue is, is that they're all the same. The underlying mechanism for all autoimmune disease is the same. I did not teach you or deal with you any differently because you have a rarer form of autoimmune disease than someone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. 
And your outcomes compared to everybody else, would you say that you had super huge outcomes compared to other people? Were you average in outcomes? Were you less than other people? Are you a specific special superstar, super student case of success? No, I think everybody has had really great outcomes that has gone through this program. And you can see them in the videos. And then, you know, we're all still in touch in an alumni group. And so we get to celebrate each other's wins that way. And I think everyone is just making enormous gains every day. And, and it's awesome. And there was somebody in our group that had gastroparesis. And Christina. now she can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember she Christina? can eat things that she could eat when we were in the program. She could barely eat anything. Now she's know. eating salads, <laughs> which is amazing. I'm watching her food. Would have just I'm watching her, her. her food porn photos now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Christina Chun, her interview actually is a video on Facebook. If you guys haven't seen it, um, uh, you could go to my Facebook page and uh, C-H-U-N-N. And I believe we're actually also making that into a podcast as well. So you'll be able to look under her name under the files for podcast, Christina Chun, C-H-U-N-N, and you'll be able to hear her interview. So thank you, Gabe. That was wonderful. And I know you're a really private person. And thank you for sharing the story and being an inspiration for everybody in the space of dealing with autoimmune disease and trying to transform their lives the way you have. You're welcome. Yeah, I, I am private, but I felt like this is really important. You know, this is something that can really change people's lives. And so it's important to be able to be an advocate for that and say, please, you know, you're worth it. Take the time if you can to please invest in yourself. Thank you, Gabe. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for your support in raising awareness and sharing this. To learn more about our program, visit drmaggyu.com forward slash talk.